Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram at Fade You Sports. Be sure to subscribe to the pod. We had a, a really nice Fade Den weekend. Share everything. Get people on the Twitter. We're trying to build the following. Have people listen to the pod. Share Fade Den. Uh, well, I'll get to a message that we got last night here in just a second. My name is Matthew James. I have the full Fade You Dad crew here for episode 69, recording on <laughs> September 6th, 2021. Uh, let's see. So I want to start with this. We got a, a DM last night. Shout out to at Austin West 10 on Twitter. It was great. So just for context, Dennis going into this Louisville Ole Miss game is on a 0-7 slide. He's on a 4-10 and two-day stretch. Got a DM last night from a guy, and he goes, uh, been following you guys for a long time. How has Den not found out about this account yet? Fading him is one of my favorite things to do. Chris Duke, do you care to answer Austin's question? Well, Austin, it's uh, one of my favorite things to do to take his action. So, uh, and it's a great thing to share with everyone. I'm glad I shared with my buddies and I'm glad we made this a Twitter thing and got to share with you guys to show you how scum people can be and how they just like to fire. And he likes action and he likes action on first quarters and first halves and team totals. And uh, we get and they're really square bets, uh, mostly favorites to overs. So uh, I'm glad everyone's had a nice little start to the season and um, NFL isn't even here. So just uh, get ready, folks. I want. I have more questions about Den for you, Chris, but I want to get the other guys in here. Joe, you're here. Um, I mean, what what more can you say? It was a great weekend. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, I went to uh, as I talked about on the last podcast. I was doing my fantasy football draft on Saturday, and we're watching the the college football games, and I'm just dancing around because I'm so happy watching this. I'm wearing my fade Den shirt. And everybody's asking me, who is this fucking guy? And I'm like, he's, he's a God. You need to just fade him. So there's like, I was taking action from a couple guys that were, uh, while we're drafting and, you know, we're all going crazy watching the, the, I can't even remember what it was at this point. I was drinking a lot, but it was, uh, when Den went four and Clemson and, uh, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. So four and fade Den doing that. It was, you know, couldn't, couldn't go any better. Loved it. We definitely want to talk about the Pac-12 a little bit later in this pod, but Kmart, how was the Collie? How was it being back, having people there? I mean, it was great to be back. It was pretty, uh, I don't even know if it was half full, uh, you know, 2 o'clock, 90 degrees, and a lot of people are just pissed off with, you know, SC and their stance on the whole uh, pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world since 2020, but um as far as college football, I mean, it was great to actually sit in the stands and watch watch some action. And game was exactly what we talked about on the last college football pod. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, got the win like we thought, and great. Got out of it injury free. There you go. 
Neil, I hate to call you out, but I'll let you explain yourself to the listeners. You did not watch any college football on Saturday, but there was a giant slide involved in your day. There was a giant slide. Give me a second. I'm still recovering, man. I had a lot to say. And then as soon as you, you know, eloquently said the word 69, all the blood left my head and headed south. So it's coming back now. Um, but yes, I had a, uh, you know, part of, you know, dad duties. Uh, I had a nephew's birthday, not my nephews on the wife's side, uh, seven, seven year old birthday. They had a giant water slide. So I kind of had, you know, had the phone out to check some of my lines that I had. Um, but yeah, I, you know, took kids out, uh, might have done about 30 trips down the, down the water slide. So it wasn't all lost, but Luckily, I got to come home. Wife took the kids yesterday. Um, had an had an S word along with a couple other couple other chugs um, for for FSU. So had a still recovering, but I wanted I wanted just the S word was so good, and it just put good karma into the universe for Fade Den, and it was just it was great. It was awesome. Let's continue with Fade Den, Chris. People ask a lot, like. How has Dennis not found out about you guys fading him? How has he not found the Twitter? Like, what what would you say to people who have these concerns that, like, this might all come to an end? (laughs) No, it's not going to come to an end. He barely has Facebook. He doesn't have Instagram. He doesn't have a Twitter. He's he's an older guy. He's kind of old school like my pops. My pops doesn't even have a phone, really. But uh, Den, all he does is make phone calls and text, pretty much. He works a lot and he likes to have a good time he likes to bet the ponies he likes to bet sports and uh we'll be fine guys i'm gonna i'm gonna keep taking i encourage him i try to give him some free plays when i can i'll even if you guys pull my arm i'll even wipe his his debt sometimes okay so that he keeps firing just settle down he's gonna fire joe the the back and forth on uh on the twitter last night was great the guy goes you have no idea how many friends i've turned onto this account you're all doing God's work. We just sit around and wait for Den to bet. And <laughs> how how great is it to just hear that there's people we're never going to meet in real life, but they're just they're sitting around with their buddies, and there's a game about to kick off, and they're just waiting for Den to fire so they can bet the other side and fade him. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. I mean, like I said, at the fantasy draft, everybody's like, oh, what are you going to bet on this game? What are you going to bet on this game? I'm just like, fuck, I don't know. I'm just going to fade whatever this idiot <laughs> bets so uh it's a beautiful thing we don't have to do any research just blindly fade in uh, cash yeah it's crazy there's a ton of action going on right now on twitter with uh our last post for the Ole miss game everyone's saying Atta boy kelly got us some new followers and someone's asking her what she thinks it's funny that people still think what other people think matters it's like who cares? Take all. It's the greatest gift in all of sports betting when you take thought out of it and just fade. So you don't have to be like, well, let's look into the uh, analytics here. No, just fade. <laughs> so just to put a bow on Dennis's performance this week. Oh, it's great. Somebody. So I have my uh, I have the, the fade den results that I update every single day. We'll get the next row here for. September 6th. Somebody's looking at it right now. So someone is just now discovering what <laughs> we've been tracking for over a year now. And uh, we've tracked, oh my God, I can't do math here, but this is at least 1500 plays. So if you want to talk about sample size, we, we went over all of this on the last pod. So anybody who's new to the pod, 
new to Fade Den, go back and listen to episode 68. And, uh, and we, we went over why Dennis doesn't win long-term and why we're up six, over 62 units now fading Dennis since uh, last July, 2020. So Joe, just tell people, yes, it's great to bask in this four and 10 run, but you know, he's not going to be this bad all the time. All we can tell people is that he's going to be losing long-term. So you've just got to bet the same unit every play and bet them all. Don't pick and choose and don't say, well, well, he, he had a bad weekend this weekend. Maybe he'll bounce back. So I'm going to sit out next weekend. Just tell everybody exactly what they should expect going forward. Yeah. I mean, on action, like I sent to our group chat, like the number one thing that new betters do is change unit size. You just got to pick a unit, fade it, fade den with that same unit. Don't overthink it. Just get every single one. Don't miss one. You just got to stay on top of it, put your alerts on and fire. And, uh, yeah, we've had uh, some of our dads that uh, look in and, and start questioning it. They're like, oh, is Den getting sharp? We're not going to say his name on this podcast, but I'm just saying he's asking, is Den getting sharp? Really? You think he's getting sharp when he's firing two minutes before the game starts and guessing? Like, come on, just fade. You <laughs> will win long term. No questions asked. Chris, just echo and underscore how important that is. Yeah, I mean, it's like you see what he's taking. It'd be different if all of a sudden he's on these, like, reverse line movement dogs. I mean, he's taking, you know, a very, very heavy public Notre Dame team, very public um, North Carolina team. Again, he's taking a very public Ole Miss team tonight. Um, I mean, everything he's on overs, Alabama. I mean, everything that you think he's on, the big names, Oklahoma. He's laying 32 and a half with Oklahoma when he could have got, like, 30 or 31 earlier. So he's taking bad lines. I mean – and there's nothing's changed. I can't emphasize enough. It'd be if anyone would know if he's changing, it'd be me. I take I've taken every bet the last four years from him. I would know, like, oh man, she's making a fucking change. It's not happening. Dan, Godspeed. He he is on. <laughs> he's on a few here, kicking off right now. We're recording this at about five o'clock West Coast time, and uh, Louisville and Ole Miss are about to kick off. And Chris, you know he's reeling when he he digs into his bag of tricks and starts firing team total overs. <laughs> yeah, it's first team total of the year, so see how it goes for him. Let's get some of the other guys in here. Neil, it had to be a pretty good weekend for the books. You had some really big public sides either lose or not cover or both. I mean, you go to Florida State last night, you go to Clemson losing outright, you go to LSU losing outright. Um, the dogs are barking, the public probably got slaughtered, and the books are probably feeling really good right now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I think you add in uh, like an Oregon that, and you know, we'll get into Pac 12 a little bit later, but um, you know, this was a day for the, this was definitely, I think, a weekend for the dogs, uh, no doubt about it. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, this coming, this coming weekend. Um, you guys are, I think we're following in Saturday a little bit better than I was, but, you know, just checking in with some of these, it was, it was, you know, you always expect a little bit in college football to be a little haywire. Um, but certainly, you know, for a week one, you know, from start to finish, you know, no one saw North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina was, you know, another one that, you know, number 10, you know, a number 10 team only having to lay. And I think we called it, you know, you guys called it out beautifully, like, Dan, just seeing a number 10 team only having to lay five and a half. It's like, I mean, that's 90% of the public that's just going to be out there laying something, you know, just looking at that. And I think that just goes to show just sort of, sort of how ridiculous 
you know, sort of these, you know, these ranking systems are, um, I mean, especially the coaches poll. I mean, the coaches poll, what a ridiculous thing. These both, everyone's got a, an agenda behind, you know, behind themselves. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a good day for the Ducks for sure. Kyle, maybe you can just add on to what Neil was saying with these preseason rankings and coaches polls and all this stuff where, I mean, you look at the carnage from all the top 10 teams that lost and you realize that these guys are just, they're just guessing. Well, yeah, I mean, the, but the coaches, coaches poll was created decades ago because the coaches would get together before the season started and games were fixed. It's, it's notable. Uh, does Average Joe know about it? No, but people who've been around athletes their whole life have heard a lot of stories, have heard these things about games being fixed way back when. So that's my opinion on the coaches poll. It's just probably the same BS. Uh, everybody has their thoughts on sports nowadays on the legitimacy of them. And but preseason rankings, you can't really take, take much into it. Uh, you know, I got fooled, but I didn't really bet North Carolina cause they're number 10. I just liked what I thought was an edge, but that clearly was nothing. Um, so, you know, everyone can get it every now and then. But that's my biggest takeaway is it's week one. Who cares? Uh, we, we still don't know anything. Uh, you know, the teams who had a week zero, maybe a little bit. But week one, hardly any team's going to come out there and run a non-basic set on offense and defense. It's just not going to happen. You know, they're, they're trying. It's after – what zero to four, six games last season. And now they're going to have a full slate this year. You're just trying to get through the first half of the season without someone having a Mackenzie Milton injury. Pour one out for our, our boy from uh, who was it that got hurt? The running back. Ibrahim. Ah. Yeah. Our God. Yeah. Uh, pour one out for him. He was, yeah, he, he's going to be a, top you know they're probably third round pick of the nfl so he'll be fine was it a was it an achilles kyle do you know uh no i don't does anybody know is it achilles? I, I just know what i think we jinxed him when uh we were talking with kelly and yeah said, oh yeah this is the best running back in the nation and then lo and behold yeah yeah that was too bad chris go let's go back talk about something kyle just said how it's it's week one and maybe you can help warn people that let's not overreact to one week. We've all watched these teams play one game, some two, but most teams one game. And that the books are dying for people to just overreact to either a big win or an upset win or a team not looking so good. Oh, absolutely. I love uh, the fact that, you know, Neil pointed out that these pre you know preseason rankings are horse shit it's like anybody again like anybody looking at these numbers so early like are you kidding me like it's it's barely september like they shouldn't even have um shout out to follow the money pointing out like they shouldn't have rankings till like october everyone looks at this number like why is wisconsin number 12 like why is washington number 20 you can't even beat a big sky team like it's funny how everyone just looks at a ranking and takes it um, I even text you guys. I don't know if it was in our, in our pod group, but at least you and Joe, I said, how are we not on Washington next week going to Michigan, how they just looked great against Western Michigan and Washington 
shit the bed. And I said, how are we not on Iowa state after they barely beat Northern Iowa? I'm so I'm already trying to take the teams that everyone else is jumping off of week two. So that's just the way we think here. Um, that fades you. We just, you know, we think absolute opposite of what you might think or what you, again, Dan bets what he saw recently. We, do, I don't, I'll, I'll actually fade what I just saw recently. And that's a lesson that we're going to talk about probably one week from today when we recap the first weekend of NFL for, cause it is, it'll be overreaction Monday for sure. All right, let's take a break. We want to come back and do a deeper dive into the pack 12, uh, one team has been super impressive. Some were just okay, and some were absolutely tragic. So we'll be right back with that. All right, Neil, how much does the Pac-12 owe a thank you note to UCLA for looking like the one team that actually played with pride for the conference and gave a shit and had a really good performance? Yeah, I mean, thank goodness, right? They, they, and not only that, but it's, you know, UCLA is a – is a public, you know, spotlight team. It'd be one thing if it was like a Utah or sort of an under the radar Pac-12 team, but you know, you you got UCLA, you know, in sort of in prime time taking on a, you know, an SEC foe, and really they looked really really good, and they got sort of a spotlight game, you know, in week zero where there really wasn't anyone playing, and so they got to show off, and they were really impressive um, against against Hawaii, but. Man, I mean, we we love to talk about poop on this podcast. Um, it's our favorite topic, but this was just dog shit from the Pac-12. Um, six, you know, real quick, just overall six and six straight up. They went three and nine ATS. Um, shout out, you know, to Arizona as the other team very easily could have been two and ten. You know, ATS Kyle, you were at the SC game. I mean, if it was not for, I mean, they were up six points going into the fourth quarter on a line that was 14 and a half. Um, you know, they get a pick six in the, you know, they get a field goal, a pick six, and then they score a touchdown with two minutes left to go. You know, really a, a meaningless TD pass. Um, just, at, you know, it was third and 17 when he threw the ball. Um, so easily could have been two and 10 ATS. Um it, you know, like Chris mentioned, a, a, a loss to a big sky team. Um, both Washington teams, you know, lose outright. Uh, Oregon, you know, I don't want to throw shade against Fresno State um, with Chris or with uh, Joe's background there. I don't want to get beat up or anything, but, you know, a, a minus 19 favorite wins by a touchdown. Um, Really just a bad day. And I mean, I was on my two, I only had two plays because I know I was going to be watching a lot other than fading Den. You know, I had, I had said taking Nevada plus the three and a half against Cal. And I loved Kansas state, you know, minus the two um, against Stanford. Um, those two hit, it wasn't, it really wasn't close um, in either ways, but um, looking to bounce back, hopefully I, the only thing, especially with the PAC 12 that I would hesitate backing, you know, looking to bounce back on is the, my whole justification for the PAC 12 themselves was simply the fact that these, this team just didn't play football last year. I mean, you can make the argument. You mean you had teams that played four games worth of football had even less practice time. So you're going up against, you know, an sec or going up against a big 10 team next year or, you know, next week, I hesitate a little bit, you know, in a normal circumstance, like absolutely North Carolina, you know, as a team that I would look to start backing because they're, you know, you have, 
the just people who are going to be on, oh, you know, they lost outright. I, I hesitate to the Pac-12 until they show me that they've, you know, sort of recovered and kind of gotten their footing um their footing back. So that would just be my one cautionary note, you know, for when you're dealing with the PAC 12 in this instance, because we're coming off of, you know, just something that we hadn't come off of last year with just the, the lack of football that this conference played. Um, and then we can get into, you know, there's a whole nother conversation about just the PAC 12 as a conference, just, you know, having shitty leadership, quite frankly, and just not caring about football, but that's a conversation for a different day. So Kyle, I want to get to you in a second because I know you were really down on Stanford and all over Kansas State in that one. That's something we went over on the pod and that you also jumped on board when Neil started to recommend Nevada over Cal. But Chris, with Neil saying he's hesitant to back the Pac-12, you just said a few minutes ago that you're looking to buy low on teams that didn't show well week one. Do you still, after what Neil said, feel that way or do you want to wait and see if these struggles continue? Yeah, I'm probably going to wait. I mean, I, I, on a big primetime game, you know, like Washington and, um, you know, Michigan next week, like I'm I'm going to do it because, I mean, you're going to have a Michigan team that just blew out a team in a Washington. So you're going to get – I mean, that line already – why is it only Michigan minus one and a half, like on at wow. 5 o'clock on ABC? Like, are you – after Washington just couldn't beat Montana Grizzlies. Like, uh, so – I'm, I'm gonna take. What's that? I thought I saw six and a half earlier. Six, yeah. What was it higher? Okay, yeah. Again, I I hate fucking Yahoo. It always fucks me with that. Uh, but yeah, even under a touchdown, it still seems like kind of bait. But I'll I'm gonna wait. You know, I like that Neil's taking more of like a season long approach. I'm taking more of a week by week approach and just uh, see who I want to buy low on and who I want to sell. I already weigh in on, on what Neil was talking about with some of these teams and just the conference in general. I mean, it's, it goes back to the last pod. I pretty much said the PAC 12 is going to be pretty, pretty weak, uh, taking out USC, Oregon and Utah. And I think this, the surprise darling, it, you know, could be UCLA here. You know, they were damn impressive. Uh, I liked LSU that day and it was, it was mainly in the trenches that I liked, you know, again, I like to find matchup advantages and UCLA said, no, Kmart, you're absolutely wrong. Not happening. It was quite impressive from, you know, the moments I saw, but I agree with Chris, you know, earlier I was looking, you know, at the slate, you know, everyone again, you know, kind of looking at Oregon, Fresno state, you know, I texted Joe, Hey, we on Fresno state again. Yep. Cause for me, it's, I've been watching the Pac-12 my entire life. You know, they all play these week one games so similarly, just basic sets, just nothing to tip off who they're playing next week. Who does Oregon play this week? Ohio State. And holy shit, they're getting 14 points. Like, that's a no-brainer to me Um, because I think Oregon is going to be the class of the Pac-12. And... I'll take those two touchdowns. Absolutely. And I was looking at Washington plus six and a half over Michigan as well. So, I, I mean, I'm right there with Chris. I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away because it's, did I expect Washington to lose to Montana? No, but it's hilarious. Um, and I, I, that, that them being ranked 20, I remember looking at that, like, what is, what is this? But I would have never, never guessed them to lose to Montana. 
but that line, you know, stinks about as much as, you know, what I did in the bathroom an hour ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great call by Neil on that Nevada line. He got me all over that. He woke me up on that Stanford, Kansas state line as well. And, and, you know, I ended up doing a little bit, a little bit more on that game than the rest. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great Saturday. Um, you know, two points, you know, I would make is, you know, ASU and Utah were high 30, low 40 point faves over there, you know, opponents. I mean, those are easy to, you know, just take the points because again, neither one of these teams have an offense where they're going to, you know, really what I like to think of, you know, the Reggie Bush era of SC where they're just going to be running up and down the field. And once they get to a decent advantage, they're just going to, you know, milk the clock and get out of it. Cause again, most coaches nowadays just want, want their teams. Most teams don't have 85 scholarship players. They don't have depth. So they're just trying to hang on to the guys they have. And yeah, you'll probably see me fading, playing a lot of Pac-12 and Big Ten this year. Those are really the two conferences I like to watch the most of. Did anybody happen to see Coach O talking shit to a UCLA fan? <laughs> I he missed was, it. I heard about he, it. He talked about yep. he was calling out a, a UCLA fan for his sissy blue shirt. <laughs> Did you see uh, what UCLA came out with today? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's like the shirt that says like, uh, I, I don't remember what it said, but they're basically, you know, making fun of Coach O and I love Coach O. So that was a little bit disappointing, but it's, you know, it is what it is. They let they they talk with their pads there, I guess. And they did it on their there. they did it on their Twitter, too. It just it's their banner is sissy blue. And so they're just they're owning it now. So, I mean, I mean, it is a pussy ass blue, but whatever. Coach O, do we. So. Ed Orgeron, Kyle, maybe you can speak to this because he he was at SC for a time. Like, we see this not a lot anymore because of the domination of, like, Alabama and Clemson. But I think back to when Auburn won it all with Cam Newton and was it Gene Chizik at the time, where they just get lightning in a bottle for one season and then they're otherwise, like, kind of mediocre. Is Ed O going to be, unfortunately, in the same group where – they had the one magical season and otherwise it's just going to be mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk bad on everyone loves Ed O every player I've ever talked to that has worked under Ed O loves them. I had a buddy who actually went to the UCLA game over the SC game just to say hi to his old coach. Like every player at SC absolutely loves him, but I, th- I think he's a great assistant coach. I don't know if he's a great head coach. And I was, I'm very happy. I'm not a, not really an LSU fan, but I'm, you know, really happy I was able to get the national title because that's great. Uh, you know, he's been to SC on two different stints, but I do know a lot of, you know, the student body um, and the board, you know, at SC when they didn't hire him were pissed the second time. I know I was, but again, I don't know if it would have been that much different with him or clay. Um, Cause we also like clay after, you know, the Darnold years and now it's just been the same old, same old. And now, cause it's SC, everyone's fed up and they want to change, but it's, you know, it's just the same crap every year. Chris, you got anything else from college football this weekend? 
No, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I love the amount of dogs that cover. I love the amount of teams that should have won that lost. And like we said, it's great. We, a lot of times since NFL has such little, you know, it's only what 32 teams, uh, you know, you've, it's so packed with, like you said, overreaction Monday, you get a little bit of lost in the wind here with college, but people are just going to really go back and see what they saw uh, recently. And so I like that we're going to be able to fade that and, and, uh, Huge week two games. Love to see Oregon. Props to Oregon and Ohio State for setting up a quality out of conference game and uh, Oregon going on the road and proving that they want to take on the Big Ten. And I love it. I'm going to buy low and sell high on a lot of these teams. I'll do it with you, buddy. There you go. Uh, last thing on college football, Neil, I'll let you get in on this one. How do you even approach, like Chris just alluded to, in NFL, there's only. It's, 16 games. How do you even approach where the college football weekend is over? It's Monday and there's a hundred million games on the next week's slate. How do you even approach like finding ones you like? I would say Kyle was sort of alluded to it. You, you kind of have to really just be conference specific, right? Like it, there's just too many games in, in college in general, whether you're doing basketball, whether you're doing football, you know, you kind of have, you know, we're West, we're West coast out here. So certainly, you know, we like the pack to, you know, we like the pack 12. I follow the mountain. I like the mountain West. I like, you know, because that's usually a 7 PM game here. Um, so I've got pack 12. I, I like mountain West. Um, you kind of have to be a little conference specific so that you can just, you know, you know, you can grab on a Monday morning, you can look and just sort of say, Oh yeah, it doesn't feel, you know, that doesn't feel right. This team is better, you know, than, than what they've, showed up with um so i think that's sort of where it starts and you know then you can go from and then really go from there um and you know look at games that you're gonna you know teams that you are somewhat familiar with players that you're familiar with obviously with transfer portal there's guys you know from the pac-12 that that leave um and go to other conferences so i mean really you, you have to have just a couple conferences that that you stick to and that you know um because there's just too there's just too much, and then hopefully you know you have a have a group of your own dads who will follow another conference um, and be able to you know give you their you know plays that they like um, from their side. And then you know to tie that into the beginning of this conversation, that's the beautiful part about having a fade guy, because <laughs> if that's all you do, you don't even have to work. You can watch whatever the hell you want, and you just. We were making it easier for everybody because I don't even turn on my notifications for Twitter. Got a telegram. It comes to you a lot quicker than Twitter. I guarantee you that. And you can just plug and play. That guy that does the Twitter does a pretty good job though. Does a great job. (laughs) Yeah. What about the Instagram? Everybody follow the Instagram too. Yeah. Yeah. We got on Instagram. So follow fade you sports on Twitter, on Instagram, if you want the telegram, we'll, we'll tweet out the link again before NFL starts because that, that is when, you know, Chris gets Dennis's plays and they get right out, whether it's the photo or just the, the text from Den, get those instantly. But uh, we'll, keep, we'll make sure everybody gets those. And one last note for everybody who's going to fade Den. Like, it's not a I got to make mortgage and pay off my credit card thing. It's what they said. It's a, it's a long con is what I like to call it. So play what you're comfortable with, play the same. If 
something you start making more money or you know he's been doing well but keep it consistent you know what i don't care if it's 25 or 100 just whatever you can afford to lose that's what you play every play and you can't sweat it like they said and if you do that you will win and when you start messing things up you're gonna lose and that's that's just on you because i'm not the guy joe was talking about but i was skeptical last year when chris told me about this and now I see it all too. So just stay the course if you want to fade Den and fade every play. And Chris, Chris, just real quick, talk about how true that is where you might have to brace yourself for like Christmas day last year when he went like 15 and two or whatever it was like, that's going to happen once in a blue moon, or maybe he'll have a good NFL day where he goes somehow like 11 and three or something like that might happen. Chances are it won't, but it might. Like he's not going to go winless. So just emphasize what Kyle said about just massage that bankroll. Understand that this is a long-term game we're playing at the end of the season. You're going to be up, but there are going to be a little bit of peaks and valleys throughout the season. Of course. Yeah. Just like as is life, right. With jobs and family and everything, you know, you stick through it and uh, you know, uh, we had a rough end of December there with Den, but then if you just didn't puss out and jump off the train and go, God damn, this guy's hot, which I don't know why you would, because you're a moron. It was all favorite. It wasn't like he was like taking sharp dogs. It was all favorites and overs. He pissed it all away and some in January. You would have made money after he had a monster day like we've never seen. So just stick with it. I love this. I love it. Um, I hope I hope 500 people listen to this pod because such good info. Like Neil said, Joe and I went to Fresno State. We love our Mountain West. He's I'm a Rams fan. I love betting against or on the Rams. He's a Niner fan. We let, he's like was unreal fading the Niners last year. Like bet what, you know, it's a great advice by Neil and all of us saying like, look, we know Fresno state's really good as a dog. They're good against pac 12. I think they've covered the last like five times. They get a lot of points. It's inflated. They they're scrappy. Um, bet these teams that, you know, and uh, eliminate what you don't and leave that to den to pick and choose and just fade. Yeah, dude. Let Den guide your cock. That's all I do. I, I let I let you guys, you know, do all your research. All I'm gonna do is just uh, see those Den notifications and fire the. Oh, we side. love we love easiest them so thing much. in the world. Easiest thing to do in the world. Fade him. I, let me just let me jump in as as a new fade Den dad. Like I think what makes people a little initially a little uncomfortable, and you that's where like what Kyle said. You just have to get comfortable with whatever unit size it is. Is most. <laughs> aren't going to go have 16 plays right on before 4 PM on a given day. Right. Like that's not comfortable for most betters. It's not comfortable to throw in four plays like tonight on basically needing the exact same thing to happen. Right. And taking Ole Miss first half, Ole Miss second, you know, Ole Miss game, Ole Miss team total first half and Ole Miss team total game. Like, that's not a thing that betters do. And to the point where like, that's why fade then is profitable is because you would never do that normally. So this is not someone that's coming at anything from, you know, a sharp handicap. Right. So I think where most new people from fade then come in and they get a little hesitant is that it's just uncomfortable because you realize when you do every single play, you're like, you're sitting there at 4 PM. You're like, I've got 16 units out and i don't do like i would never do that on an and you know on a 
college Saturday, right? So you just need to get comfortable with whatever the unit you're going to set, make it the same, do every play and just let it, and just let it ride. And you'll be fine. Don't miss anything. Don't look at today and be like, Oh, you have first half and game. And I'll only play the game ones. And you do two of four. That's trust me as again, I'm new to, I'm new to den, but I've seen the, I've seen the proof of it. Just do all four, do what you're comfortable with but do every single one and just let it, you know, let it go. Yeah. Last one quick word of advice too. If you prior, if you fire pregame and the den comes in on your side, you got to go over the top. Yeah. You're going to pay juice, but dude, like I said, you can't, I mean, Neil put it perfectly. You can't pick and choose. You have to do every single one. So I mean, as bad as it hurts sometimes going over the top, it's just something what you need to do. Chris, he loves action. Yeah, we were on. I was on because it's a system play by Josh Applebaum to take the home team land points when they're both ranked. And then I ended up actually going over the top and went all in on Georgia because he was on it. So, and uh, obviously that was very successful. So sometimes just be malleable. That's an old saying for me be malleable when you're betting. Dude, I was the one that said that. I was the one that made that up. I said, you need to no. be more malleable, Chris, because you're no. stubborn. I'm the malleablest fuck there is. You oh, idiot. you're full of shit, but okay, you can agree to disagree. <laughs> Harry, bitch. I just, I've got to teach tomorrow, and Chris lost me there for a second when he said malleablest. Chris couldn't spell that. Oh, that's a word, fucking... right? No, most malleable. <laughs> I'm the most malleable. God damn it. All right. He's the one that said it first. We're going to quit. Know the fucking word. We're going to quit while we're ahead. Last thing is the schedule for the week. We're in football season. So the plan going forward is for Monday's pod to be sort of our weekend recaps. How'd Den do? General takeaways. We talked about the Pac-12 on this one. Wednesday is going to be more college football focused, looking ahead to the Saturday slate with uh, a little bit of discussion on the Thursday night football NFL game. So that'll be on Wednesday. And then Friday is going to be mostly NFL as we all try to figure out our contest plays uh, and we'll have the contest lines at that point. So uh, look forward to a great football season. Lots of content here coming from fade. You, we look forward to giving that to you guys, Chris, just remind everybody before we go, if you decide to bet on poop, like the university of Arizona, <laughs> sometimes you get a shitty result and guys, let's go. Yeah. 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 This is Fade You.